New days, introducing the original Blood Clad Podcast, not BS. Told in semantic. Special dedication, all the way from New York. Boom! Yeah, man, SWOT semantic. Yeah, man, oh. Boom! Sued in semantic. Yeah, man, Big up to the man, yeah. Sued in semantic. Hey guys, how's it going? So before we start the episode, I wanted to thank Samesh and Sadia. They own a company called The Soundlink. So if you need to reach out to them, you can reach out to them via email at thesoundlinkllc at gmail.com. I recently got new microphones. I switched from these uh, crappy $40 mics to the Shure SM7B mics. They are top of the line mics, $40 to $400 mics. They came by They set up the equipment wonderfully. They sat with me. They explained everything. If you need anybody to help with any sort of audio equipment, they're your people. Wonderful. Uh, And they just know what they're talking about. So definitely reach out to them. I'm extremely glad I did. I'm stoked to have my first in-person interview with the new microphones. And uh, this episode right now is Zoom, but uh, very, very soon we'll be recording the first in-person episode with the new microphones. I am pumped. So uh, stay tuned, guys. Thank you. Welcome to another episode of Soothing Semantics. I'm your host, Rafi Pinsky. And make sure to subscribe, like, and share. Follow both of us on social media. You're, you're at, it's at Matt Campoli. What is it, Matthew Campoli? Matt Campoli. Campoli. I got you. I'm going to post it on the page, Mr. Stromboli. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So today, ladies and gents, we have Matt Campoli on the show. Matt is a Canadian realtor. He's also a a Canadian inmate. Okay. If any of you don't get it, too bad. We'll go into it uh, along the episode. So Matt, thanks for coming, brother. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Sorry? So thanks for having me. My pleasure, man. My pleasure. So there's going to be a lot of sarcasm in this episode. I'm looking forward. Absolutely. They, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people don't get sarcasm, so uh, it's nice, it's refreshing, I'm looking forward. So tell us, tell us how you got into real estate, how you fell into this crazy ass uh, career, uh, what your experiences have been like, especially from the start of COVID with all the lockdowns. You know, I spoke to Marina and did the episode the other week, so she went into her own experiences with it. She said, thank God she's been able to really scale her business during COVID, so definitely want to hear how things are on your end yeah so i got into it thanks which floor this one <laughs> it's a nice floor bro i like it did you make yeah, did you put it together yourself uh let's just say that yeah okay cool my cat so I see the cat. um real estate for me uh it's a little background i um everything just kind of flowed into my life in my earlier 20s so i want to i started like self-developing Initially, my parents were like, go be a doctor, lawyer, engineer, accountant, whatever. My grades are good. I was good at school. Um, so I was in university and I'm like, okay, I guess I'll let me try and do one of these professions because I didn't understand that there are other avenues out there uh, to make a living. And uh, I started to self-develop. I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that book. Great book, man. Great book. Sure. Yeah. 
And at 19 years old, I was like, oh my God, what, what's a liability? What's an asset? Like I just bought my first car and I was looking at putting rims on it. I was looking at uh, decking it out, uh, need for speed, you know? And was it, a, like, was it right. a hoopty? Was it a hoopty or was it like a fresh car? It's an Acura Integra. My first car was an Acura too, bro. Honestly, I love Acuras. I had a such a ghetto Acura, bro. I had a, a, a 2003 Acura TL. It was a black car, black leather, but the leather was so broken in because it's so it was so old. But it was yeah. such a drug dealer car, dude. Like it had the radio, and I it had the the cassette, and I had to put in a cassette with a wire attached to it. You oh know yeah, what I'm talking? Oh, <laughs> yeah. But I come from humble beginnings, man. So like I had to, you know, that's what I got. And there were a couple of dings on it, but dude, that car took me three years. I had that car. Definitely had had some issues, but I'm I'm a big Acura fan, honestly great cars yeah me yeah, so. um i had the t- 2001 integra um and i was like yeah so I, I learned really quick i'm like okay so money can work for me so i don't have to like you know what's passive income i learned all this all these terms and i'm like okay cool let me start i started to shift my mindset and um i also i, I had so my whole family they all kind of they're in the hairdressing field barbering field they own hair salons stuff like that um, so my buddies would just come up to me and be like, Matt, you want to shave my head? Give me a lineup. We know you're good with hair. Like we see you style your hair all the time. and know you have a knack for it. I was like, okay. So I started cutting my buddy's hairs and then we started to hit the clubs at 19 because in Canada we're legal age. Right. And, um, everyone would see my guys with somewhat of a fresh fade. No, it wasn't that best. It wasn't the best in the beginning, but, um, they started to be like, yo, who cut your hair? Uh, they'd be like, Matt did. That, can I come for haircut? I'd be like, sure, five bucks. Or like, yeah, I'll pay five bucks. So I started to build a little bit of a barber business. And then that took off. Long story That's short. So cheap, dude. All you charged them was five bucks with it because they were your friends. You said like I had no idea what I was doing. Okay. Totally winging it in my garage. Uh five bucks turned to 25 bucks. I did it for eight years. I had over 200 clients that I built. Um, so as I'm in university, studying to be a teacher. I realized that I'm able to do things for myself, work for myself and achieve on my own um, because of what I built with the barbering. I had a, like, a, it was booming, man. And, um, and you have to, you didn't have to pay for rent. You were doing it in the garage. I imagine. Yeah, my you, yeah, and it was all cash, right? Cash. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, now I don't care. because The government sucks anyways, but. Um, <laughs> Especially where you are, bro. Yeah. Good, so, good old Trudeau. Yeah, yeah. I just started thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to cut hair my whole life because, you know, I, I just, I can't, I can't be doing this constantly all day. I got to work for every dollar. You, know I mean? <laughs> you can't do, wait, you can't do what all day? That looked terrible, didn't it? <laughs> We're not editing that out. <laughs> Matt, that's got to stay in there. <laughs> <laughs> Let me rephrase. I get the angle better. I'm not doing this. <laughs> I'm going to all day. And, um, I'm like, okay, so what, what can I, how can I monetize like this, this network I've built? And at the same time, so me and my mom, she's a single mom. We're always renting, you know, I grew up in basement apartments, stuff like that. It's like really, really humble beginnings. Bro, same and, here, um, I grew up in a basement too. Yeah, yeah so there you go. We're, we're the same guy. Acura and, and basement, uh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, you know, all my friends had homes. I was in a basement and um, she finally purchased the house. And she's like, do you want to come for the showing? I was like, Sure, let's let's like I'll I'll check it out with you. And I saw the agent, the realtor, pull up in his Mustang and just show the house. And I'm like, okay, this is this is the guy's job. 
you know, like obviously there's way more to that in our business, but just, just the vibe I got, I'm like, okay, what do you have to be to be successful at this personal goal? I have over 200 clients. I talk to them all day. I can talk to every ethnicity, every age, every type of, any interest a guy has, like I'm in it with them, you know, like I, I'm a chameleon now. I, I built that for eight years of barbering. So how can I, you know, let me look into this real estate gig. So yeah, long story short, I just, I, I graduated university. I said, teaching is not for me because there's a ceiling, right? There's only X amount you can make um, as a max. And I looked at that number. I'm like, that is not enough for me and the lifestyle I want to live. Excuse my, my kitten right now. Um, yeah, dude, I have, by the way, I have a cat too. It's funny. But it's not, yeah, it wasn't, I'm not, I'm, I'm more of a dog person. My, my grandmother has dementia. I grew up with my grandmother. So the cat, uh, she's 14. So no one was going to take care of her. My immediate, most of my immediate family doesn't live in America. So long story short, the only option would be to live with me or bring her to a shelter, which wasn't an option. So uh, yeah. Oh, that's definitely what, not. Yeah, Very cool. I imagine, uh, I imagine the cats are, are because of Marina, but it could be wrong. I love cats. Oh, totally nice. Like that's so funny, bro. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> Um, okay. that was it, man. I got my real estate license, graduated the university 24. I forgot everything about my degree. I studied history. Don't ask me any questions about history. Um, and, uh, yeah, just kind of just jumped into it. I kept barbering cause I didn't want to, you know, cut that off completely. Obviously I had to slowly work my way in and plant that seed for my real estate business. But eventually I started to really take all my clients, plant all the seeds in their brain. Like I'm a realtor now, I'm a realtor now. Little by little, they all started to transfer into my real estate business and convert into deals for me there. Um, and uh, that was it. Eventually, I just stopped barbering, and now I'm a full-time realtor, but it's my sixth year. And uh, apparently, I'm doing pretty good, you know, top top 2% in Canada. So, uh, I mean, yeah, like, if, if you would have asked me those questions, like, if I would have been here five years ago, I'd have been like, yeah, okay, imagine. That'd be great. That'd be a dream. But here I am living it. So um it's been good man. i love i love the job i just love meeting new people every single day I love, I love the idea of waking up and it's a brand new day i'm not like it's not the same old nothing against the nine to five by the way you're welcome to curse on the podcast just an fyi so just drop it you know be yourself yeah yeah bro okay well oh shit all right I'll start pandora's box has been opened incoming, incoming. um yeah, man, so I said, you know what? Yeah, again, just to sum it up, like, I fucking love the job. And it is, uh, there's just so many avenues and doors that open from being in this business, not, you know, more than just selling a house or transacting on a, on a deal. Um, you know, I have a podcast now, which is, which is doing, dude, this guy's insane. I have a podcast <laughs> now. One second, let me just fill this toy. I have a door. few episodes. I have a few episodes where, um, where uh where my cat just jumped on the couch where my guest was and just started hanging out sticking her sticking her ass you know they love sticking their assholes and everyone's yeah <laughs> yeah you know but it, you know the the guest was cool with him with her so that was fine yeah, yeah, great. Great. yeah man yeah, a, a lot of people a lot of a lot of guy you know there's that stigma of, of guys with cats being weird quite frankly i don't have any issues with that no one no one gives a shit if anything it probably it, it helps me um I'm weird yeah, dude, it is what, you know, animals are an animal. I love animals. So, uh, so, dude, I'm really happy to hear that. I'm happy you're killing it. That's awesome. I love the business myself. I'm a lot newer. I've been in it for about a year and four months. I started the podcast around the same time. You know, think I got rookie of the year when I, my first year. So thank God that was, that was awesome. 
Uh, I mean, it's such a good fit for me, man. The things you mentioned, the, the being personable, being social, not, not being stuck in an office, not having a ceiling, not having a boss. I'm not on a team. I'm a single agent. So uh, I come and go when I please. But at the same time, I'm, I'm self-motivated. So I come in at eight. I generally leave at eight. Uh, I don't work Saturdays. It's the, time, the day I take off. But Sunday to Friday, I'm working. So it's just I, I can't think of a better, a better career for me. It fits so well. So and I'm really happy. I, I know what it'll, what would happen. I'm saying when you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. Absolutely. Listen, are there tough, other difficult times? Are the difficult clients? Is there bullshit? Of course. But when, when you're stoic and you understand, you know, the, the, the concepts of sales, right? I mean, you're, especially in the earlier days of the, of your career, there's going to be setbacks. Deals are going to possibly fall through, uh, you're going to be, you're going to have a lot of rejection. I was in sales two years prior. So I'm very used to the cold calling. I'm very comfortable on the phone. Uh, I'm in a role play group before I get on the phones, you know, so for a half hour every morning. Uh, nice. I have a coach that I pay, I pay the coach every, every week I'm on zoom. He's a, he's a killer here. Uh, he's a listing master. So, you know, Aaron Novello, you should check him out. Okay. I was coached too my first year. Okay. So you're not on code. You're not with coaching anymore. Uh, just a life coach, right? You're kind of you're kind of a big deal these days. So I mean, I mean, I, yeah, I did my I did my ferry. I did my ferry coaching year one, and um, I was uh, on a team for about half of the year. But cold calling every morning, man, every single morning. Uh, Ricky Caruth, if you're familiar, with Ricky Caruth. I had him on my podcast, man. Oh, sick! Yeah, I love Ricky, man. If I was, go... I was his, his scripts, so I was just calling, asking about the weather all day you know right yeah yeah he uh, says that he yeah. says that. just ask about the weather it, it works huh yeah i mean dude like I, I i'm i'm huge on i just need to get a laugh out of someone so i get that laugh out of them i'm in you know what i mean it's yes, like dude i'm yes. already yeah i'm already separated myself from every other agent who is dry just calling boring like you want to sell your house this is blah 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 from this company would you like to sell your home you know so um my goal was on every phone call just forget just get a laugh out of someone you know, Absolutely. Um, or, or if they ask me, is this guy too loud? <laughs> so if they ask me like, oh, are, are you a realtor? I'll be like, are you a psychic? <laughs> and, and, I love and, that. I'm going to use that. I'm going to steal that. That's great. Yeah. So some people, you know, sometimes it's just silence because they just don't get the humor at all. But sometimes they're like, that was, that was just like a hit, man. People will be like, ah, you're so funny. So what's going on? And then boom, right. And now you're in, now you're talking to them. And you have that, like an instant, you know, you're friends, you know, it's more of a warmer conversation after that. And uh, that leads to them being a lot more open and, and open to receiving information and giving information. And uh, I don't call call anymore, but uh, yeah, I used to love it, man. I used to love just kind of changing up the game. And like I said, just trying to get a laugh out of each person. And I was, I was good, you know? Um, and uh, yeah, now, now my business is just, Strictly uh, referrals, Instagram. I get a lot of a lot of stuff from the social media, and um, a lot of our focus right now is uh, I do a lot of pre-construction. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of working with builders and and selling uh, selling plans and and uh, that's kind of my focus now. I'm trying to shift into that, but um, yeah, man, that's pretty much where we're at. Awesome, that's fantastic. Well, how long did it take until you stopped calling? When did you feel like you were, you were getting enough business? After the first year, I'd say about a year, year and a bit, year and a bit. That's when 
So I was told in 2017, I was told, stop wasting your time on Instagram. You know, uh, you got to get out there. You got to actually talk to people. Like, don't waste your time on there. You're going to get, you're never going to get a deal on there. And when I'm told not to do something, it makes me want to do it more. That's just my nature. Um, I'm also a big believer that um, wherever there's resistance in life, that's like the path you got to go on. Like, that's just like, that's like the test from, I'm a universe guy. So that's like the test from the universe saying, uh, can you pass this? Like, we're going to give you a ton of resistance, but this is, this is the door you got to go through. Right. Everything else is easy. Like go walk through it. But if you want to, you know, you want to go on that, that path you're destined to go on, go on the path where you get the most resistance. So every time people tell me, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea or you shouldn't be doing this and doing this. Like I love to go down that road and it's only been beneficial for me. So I put all my effort into Instagram. I did the pro opposite. And um, out of that, I just created enough leads and enough, enough recognition in my city where I was getting enough, uh, you know, calls daily, uh, inquiries, um, uh, emails, DMs. Uh, I'd see people. I was a big nightlife guy prior to COVID and uh, just going down to, downtown to the city. And, you know, hitting up different venues, people will just come up to me and be like, hey, man, I love what you do on, on, on Instagram. I, I can't wait to buy a condo with you. I'll be ready in like three months. Wow. You know, fantastic, dude. Wow. Yeah. So just a mix of like being out, being social, um, being in the right places all the time, plus being very active and finding people's faces on social media. Uh, I was able to just generate enough recognition where I became like the guy. So people, as soon as they thought real estate, like even if they're watching my video today, which is January, 2022. As soon as they're ready, it could be January, 2023, but um, it's because of the, the content I'm putting out today. They, they just know that, wow, I can't wait to use Matt because he seems like a fun guy, mm-hmm. you know? And um, that's it. I've been super grateful. Um, I got so much more to accomplish uh, and uh, you know, the sky's the limit. So. Absolutely. What, what are some of your goals say in the next year? Any, any big any um, massive plans? I definitely want to stay on the top 35. So top 35 list. So um, I'm on a top 35 under the age of 35 list for agents in Canada. Um, I want Entire to stay there. The whole country. Yeah. For my company, mm-hmm. for, uh, for, for the, comp- the brokerage I work for. So it's, it's a nationwide brokerage, Royal mm-hmm. Page, one of the biggest in Canada. So it's like it competes with Remax, right? And it's a Canadian brand. So I'm um, a top 35 agent under the age of 35 for the whole country under that brand. Um, so that's a huge recognition. I want, I want to stay there. Um, you know, I'm just honestly, not, not, I, I set my goals so big. Like if you look at my whiteboards, like right here, I, I just put like a stupid number on there and I just put my head down and just go, like, I don't really track my numbers. Um, I just do everything in my power to try to hit this really stupid number and even if i fall short i'm still doing okay you know right so that's right. kind of my mentality yeah so my, my goals are just insane i 10x everything that's awesome that's awesome grant yeah, yeah grant, you're, you're, exactly. you're shooting you're shooting for the uh you're shooting for the stars and you're aiming for the moon i mean you're gonna you're gonna get a lot further than you would if you if you put down a number half as big so that's that's awesome bro yeah so that's pretty simple yeah, man, I, I take a lot of what you're saying. I mean, the, uh, most of this business is mindset. 
it's the attitude you have. It's being able to push through all of the difficulty. Eventually you get to the stage you're at where there's this natural, the wheel, the wheel of clients are just spinning. Your, your wheel is like this, right? Mine is, mine is kind of turning like this right now, you know? So I have to yeah. keep the wheel spinning, get it to turn a little faster, get that hamster running. And once it does, I imagine, I mean, it's, it's blissful because you just have all this constant business. And while you're doing it, you have these incredible relationships it's 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 great man you can make excellent money have great relationships the best part is you can you can do the right thing and still make a great amount of money and that's that's what's so rewarding about it yeah definitely definitely yeah, and you know awesome. smile on people's faces when you get them the property they, they dream of um nothing more fulfilling than that for sure i mean I, the only thing i would say might have been more fulfilling was the was the nose picking you did the other day you know what? I, I got a good one. I got a good one. Bro, I was oh. dying. I mean, I, that made my day. You got, a, you, got a nice, you got a nice piece of gold out of that. Yeah, I was in there, man. You know, just because it, it, I saw such a when I finally got it. So, Dude, dude, everybody, there's, there shouldn't be a nose picking stigma. There should be a nose pick in, in airports. There should be a little nose picking room where everyone gets to get in there. When you pull yeah. out a nice big wad, when you pull out a, you feel yeah. like you're pulling a, a, a human out of there. It's so relieving, yeah. dude. It's the best. Now that we're talking about it, I kind of want to slide over and do it, dude. It's really, yeah. I did another one today, man. It was just like, it was more than I even expected. You know what I mean? It was just, just awesome. Not like I can breathe now, you know? Yeah, so, it's a great feeling, man. You're out there feeling. and you're scared to pick your nose. Just do it. Yeah. I was. A, I, I have a picture. I have a picture I'll, I'll post of me just my fingers up my friend's nose. <laughs> happy Tuesday. <laughs> so, so really happy for you. I'm really glad you have all the success and I wish you only much, much more success. Thanks, man. In, in, in terms of COVID, what have is clearly you've been able to, to not only get through, but you've been persevering through it. What have you felt has happened with, with the market? You know, you'd think that with, with Canada and all the restrictions, Ever, you know, shit would go completely south in terms of the market. But how, I mean, how have, how have you been able to persevere through it? And what would you suggest to struggling agents? Or what do you think maybe, why, why do you think they may be having such a tough time? Um, I, I think it took everyone by surprise. Like um, when March, 2020 hit, uh, you know, I had no idea what to expect. None of us did. We didn't know what the hell this thing was. Like, you know, I, all my clients are like, Matt, I don't want to sell anymore. We want to wait. No one's coming to my house. I said, totally get it. And my buyer clients are like, we're not going anywhere. We're staying home. Um, so I was at home for two weeks. Like, what the hell's going on? Like, how can I, what's going to happen here? So I'm on, I'm on, on call with some partners. We have some investment properties. Like, what do we do? Do we dump? Like, this thing, are, are things going to just dump? Um, but what ended up happening from, from the market standpoint was, the complete opposite. Um, you know, if people have doubled their money in two years, it's just been nuts, man. Like 20 plus percent, just, it's just, it's insane. Some, some areas 40, it's just, we don't know what the hell's going on. Um, now, obviously with, you know, the, the tide has kind of settled in terms of what is this COVID thing. So it's the new normal. We're just kind of living with it, but the real issue is supply. Like we have such a shortage here of homes. Um, yeah, man. Marina was telling me you guys. Sorry, yeah. she was telling me you guys. 
I looked up, I think there's about seven, you guys are in Toronto or Montreal, I forget. Toronto. Okay, so you have a, like a population of like seven and a half million. That's what I looked up. And she Let's said see. there was, there was what, like 1800 homes available or something, some crazy stat. Uh, maybe it was more, I don't remember. I, yeah, I don't maybe, remember exactly what it was. Something like that. Uh, yeah, I, she, so she, <laughs> to prep for the podcast, she even told me, she's like, I'm looking at all the numbers. Like, okay, good. I don't know those. Um, I just know that. We have in the next three years, 1.2 million immigrants coming into Canada. Um, we are short by, I believe, 1.2 million homes right now. Like that's the shortage. That's that's like that's what that's what's needed to like level the demand. And um, unless like you know, even if we start building homes, we're not going to be ready for the next couple of years. But with all this this wave of immigration, um, every single person I've talked to from you know experts in economics to agents who have been in the business forever because i have my own podcast right and i, I ask this yes. question everyone um it's just supply and demand like we have way too many buyers for each house like each so for example being on the buying side right now as a buying agent is a lot of work it's tough my pairs are going great every house is 20 plus offers every single house is 20 plus offers um every 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 property here holds offers so we have offer nights we call it where we set a date, house list on, let's say, January 1st, offer nights on January 7th. So, and no preemptive offers, no bully offers, nothing is allowed to come in until the 7th. During that time, you know, hundreds of people will see the property, come offer night, it's going to get 20 plus offers, house will sell. Oh, so you have to submit the offers on the 7th, you're saying? They all have the to seven, yeah. Some, some Some sellers, it's up to the seller, right? Some sellers will entertain what's called a preemptive offer or a bully offer where, you know, I go to them on day two. I say, guys, here's an offer you can't refuse. 300K over asking, firm, no conditions, quick closing. You want it? They'd be like, okay, we don't want to wait. We like this. Let's take it, right? right. But some, some sellers who know the market, like, yeah, I don't care about your offer. Wait till offer night. And right. uh, we have no choice as buying agents. We have to wait until um, the 7th. And uh, we compete with everyone else who's seen the property. And it just gets ridiculous, man. Like, you know... 150, 200, 300, 400 K over asking, uh, in some, some, some parts, like, uh, you, you don't, you don't even know, like some buyers don't even know what to do. And, and it, it's such an emotional and fear driven market right now where people feel like they're never going to be able to get a house. So they're paying extreme amounts of money just to secure a property. And right. that's now setting a precedent for the next property that comes on market. And now that benchmark of that crazy price is now the new price and that next property is going to get even more than that. And it's just a never ending. It's scary. Like I'm, it, it's a, it's a scary market to be in right now. Cause it, I don't know what's going to happen. Like a lot of people can't fathom the, the pace of increase right now. It's um, it's just going nuts. It's just going nuts. And we don't see it slowing down because we just don't have enough houses. So unless the government comes in and does something, you know, crazy uh, where they implement some sort of rule, which I don't think they're going to do. Um, it's going to continue to be like this. It, it's happening here in Miami too, man. Miami and South Florida is a very, very strong seller's market as well. I'm sure you've, you've been hearing that. I want to buy in Florida. Huh? I want to buy in Florida. Oh, really? Yeah. Cause uh, I, know, I, I, I know, I know a guy. Is, is he sarcastic? I mean, I don't know. I have to talk to him. Okay, let me know because if he is, I'm, I'm in. But um... perfect. But uh, <laughs> Florida is a crazy market as well. A huge shortage. I I have 
it's it's so difficult with buyers so difficult it's unbelievable i have a i have a property now i mean just what just uh, met the client referral from another client i had and uh, i mean it's it's a lower cost property we had the the asking was 275 we put in we put in an offer a cash offer at 290 no appraisal contingency five day inspection I, she didn't want to waive the inspection i suggested it but i totally get why she wouldn't want to you know we provided escrow right away with the offer proof of funds and, you know, that got denied. Then we went back at 300. We're waiting to hear back because they're making a final decision tonight. So my client's all jittery oh. and nervous. I said, listen, let's be real. You're probably not going to get it. And I said it very nicely. I, I said it in so many words. I said, let's be hopeful. I don't want to be negative, but pray that it happens. God will, you know, hopefully it'll work out, but don't count on it because yeah. it's highly likely it's going to get beat by somebody else. But it is what it is, man. I mean, it's tough. Obviously, I'm going to do my best for my clients, but it's, you know, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm much, much more focused on being a listing agent, regardless of the market. It's yeah, just, you know, that's, yeah. You're in the driver's seat. I mean, yeah, like it's, uh, it, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, if you have a, you know, where your buyer strengths are and you know, the ones that just aren't going to go anywhere. So it's at that, you know, it comes to a point where, you know, maybe just you refer it out, have someone else deal with it. If they, if they get it, amazing you get your little cut but to put all that energy into something that you know is not might not go anywhere sometimes it's not worth it um but uh but yeah florida is interesting man because I, I, from an investor standpoint it's very hard to cash flow in toronto because our price points are just ridiculous and the rents haven't gone up at that same speed right so i i own an airbnb unit downtown here at a condo and uh it's doing crazy numbers and I, I just love that game. I love the Airbnb game. I know, I know Miami um, condos are doing great, but your H HOA fees, what are they called? HOA, yeah. Yeah, they're a little extreme. So I'm more interested on in a house. Um, you know, just there's like Airbnb the house. Yeah, Airbnb the house. Airbnb the house. Yeah. It's still way cheaper than here, man. It's still way cheaper than here. Even in American dollars, way cheaper than Toronto. And you guys are pulling in like some of these homes I've seen are pulling in like 10 plus K a month um, on Airbnb. It's just crazy. It's crazy to see. It's a crazy business to be in for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm, I got it. I moved here three years ago from New York. Oh, I nice. grew up in New York. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I didn't see any of this coming, but I got into real estate and everything started blowing up and I said, okay, fantastic. Awesome. So, you know, it worked out quite nicely. So uh, it, you mentioned you, a good, good question for you. You mentioned difficult clients. What are some examples that you've had? What are some instances you've had of, of having to fire a client, having to just say, okay, this client is not going anywhere. I'm going to have to let them go. Well, you, you know, like we're, we're the experts at the end of the day, you know, you're going to have your, your type A clients that might think they're the expert. Um, but if you walk into a listing appointment and you know, the seller says, I'm not selling unless I get $1.2 million, but every other house is going for 900K. Sorry, but I'm not taking that listing. Because right. um, at the end of the day, you got to trust your gut instinct and your research and your knowledge in the market. And mm. uh, I'm not just going to take a listing to take it. Um, Absolutely. You, you kind of get that vibe, right? You know, you pre-qualify, you ask the proper questions and um, there's just power in walking away, right? And, and same with buyers. I'll just tell them straight up, like, what's your budget? Where do you want to be? It's not going to work. But I still want to try. You know what? Um, 
we can. And then I'll just, I'll introduce it to maybe a junior agent that I have working with me and let them do the running around because they're going to totally dump the garbage on their lap. <laughs> well, they need the experience they need to get they, something. Yeah. Like, and, and for them, it's, even if nothing transpires out of it, number one, that buyer can come to their senses and be like, okay, you know what? We're going to switch to a different area. So we still get that deal done. But some, some people, it's easy for us to say, Hey, this is not going to work. Some people just need to try it out. Right. Right. And what happens when that junior agent is running around with them too, is they're getting experience doing showings. They're getting experience seeing different property types, getting experience witnessing, you know, what the property is listed for watching it sell, uh, experience offers on offer night, like all that stuff is, it's a lot, a lot of benefit that you, you can turn that negative to a massive positive for the buyer to get an experience for that junior agent to get an experience Very without valid. sacrificing my energy. Um, right. Knowing it's just how to allocate. You know what I mean? Where, where to, where to, but you have a bar of energy every day. It's like a, it's like a fighting game. It's like Mortal Kombat. So, you know, you, you decide where you want to waste it. Cause by the end of the night, you're going to be drained. You go to bed. So if I want to waste all of it on something that's going to get me nowhere, it may not be the best choice for me. So I'd rather allocate that same bar of energy to things that I know will help me advance. Absolutely, bro. Makes perfect sense. It's, it's a lot. That's why my coach has a great saying. He says, when you generate, you don't have to tolerate. It's so true. And yeah. you become way more confident in walking away from these things because you have 10 more clients on the go. Right. And there is an attraction to an agent that's able to walk away where that same seller may call you back the next day and say, okay, you know what? I really want to work with you. Let's make it work. Just tell me what sale price we need, right? Oh, it speaks volumes, man. It's, it speaks yeah. volumes because, and, and it's funny because you can, you can look at relationships in a similar way. Okay. Not necessarily, but just in general, the relationship between men and women, it works similarly, you know, absolutely. So it's like, when it comes to business, I'm just kind of the caveat, you know, adding to what you're saying, expounding. I agree fully. This, uh, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sellers, the seller gives you some ridiculous price. You're willing to walk away. They see that. They notice that. Okay, this person's not going to just not going to just be an order taker. They understand the business. They understand the market. They know what will work and what won't. And the fact that you're willing to walk away, I mean, it speaks volumes. And you know, that's yeah, that's very. It's a very powerful place to be in. It's important. Sure, it's very. I think so many people also. There are many reasons why I feel people have a very hard time in this business. But uh, there's that there's that dance of being friendly and wanting to be kind to your clients and also knowing when to put your foot down and say no when you know something is an absolute waste of your time. And I think some people are either there's way too much of a black and white in, the, in this area. Yeah. You can't be scared to say no. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it's a, a very important it, we need to say no more than we need to say yes, in my opinion. Definitely. Definitely. And just, you know, ask questions, really learn, listen, and learn how to listen. What flavor is that? It's a lush ice. It's a mint. Very nice. Yeah, man. Today was a bit of a long day, so I definitely, yeah, this is, this is something. I used to smoke cigarettes uh, okay. a little while ago. Yeah, I was, when I was in the army, so I used to smoke cigarettes. Oh, then, in the army? Yeah, I was in Israel, yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah, man. I'm a big war buff, man. Very big oh, war really? Buff. Saving yeah, Private Ryan is my favorite movie, man. My favorite movie. That's my favorite movie. <laughs> That's, so... That's my favorite movie. 
Dude, you meet people like this ever so often. It's very funny when they I've never happens. met a Saving Private Ryan guy. Everyone thinks I'm crazy. Like, what's your favorite movie? Saving Private Ryan. Really? Of all the movies? Yeah. Why is yeah. that crazy? It's a fantastic movie. Everything about the it is... Scene. The first scene. Nothing yeah, yes, Normandy. The Normandy scene is the most... Is, yeah. the, is probably the coolest scene in any movie I've ever watched in my entire life. When I, I love first D-Day, saw it... Man. When I first it. saw it, I was mind blown. I was absolutely mind yeah. blown. I felt like I was on the U-boats with them. It's just crazy that that actually happened. Like, I'm, World War II is my shit. I love World War II. Everything about it. Like, my main study in history was like focused around like more modern era stuff. And World War II is just like I want to go to Normandy. I want to go to all the beaches. I want to go to Sword, Juno, Gold, Utah, mm-hmm. Omaha. I want to go to all of them. Like, I I love D-Day. June sixth, I watch marathons on the History Channel. Like I'm just uh, weirdly obsessed with World War II. I feel like I was I lived there in my past life. Weird connection with it. Crazy. Yeah. It's a crazy time. I mean, nowadays we all live in this cushy, this cushy generation where everything we find things to bitch about because, in many respects, even though COVID has made it very difficult for people, we have it good, man. I mean, we have it good. We have our 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 fridges pour water for us. I mean, we came, yeah. kings back. Kings back in the day used to have to call their butler to bring whatever it was. Even the poorest people nowadays have luxuries that back then they didn't. The richest people didn't have. Yeah. So you know we live in a crazy world, and I and I, I also believe in the idea. You know, history repeats itself. So once generate once societies become too weak, there's either going to be some kind of uprising, some kind of revolution, or the society is going to have to bring the the weak people to some kind of uh, point of strength where if they want to survive and get through it they're going to have to build themselves up again and there's just that constant cycle of it so now i think we're, we're quite frankly america and canada are, are very weak points and they're going to have to you know things are going to have to change at some point so what's that saying strong men create yes that, i was thinking that <laughs> good, good times good times create weak people weak men create. yeah that cycle right right, right. Yeah. Create strong men something like that yeah. yeah, I mean, if you can be conscious of how that works and how true that is, you, you're kind of, you step away from it and you acknowledge how that whole thing tends to happen over time. And you can say, okay, well, I need to be tough, mentally strong and, and always be prepared, regardless of how this all plays out. Yeah. You know, and that's what's so important. That's an interesting concept. But yeah, bro, Saving Private Ryan, that's my shit, dude. That's so the funny. Kid, that, dude, that dude who, when the, when the Jewish guy was being stabbed by the Nazi... And he was yeah. standing there by the stairs. I was, I yell at the screen, like, fucking you stupid pussy, get up there and do something. And he's just like, yeah. yeah. Every time I watch it, I, I get so upset. <laughs> the office guy, yeah, the typewriter guy. Right. right. And then, and then when he lets the guy, when they let the guy go, when they let him walk with a blindfold, oh my God. Yeah. And then he killed, then he kills Tom Hanks. Brutal. Yep. <laughs> when he killed Tom, killed Tom Hanks. Well, he, he came back. He came back with the reinforcements. Right, they came the back. Died. Oh, so that, okay. I forgot exactly who he killed. Yeah, I remember he came back with the guys, right? Then finally the yeah. guy shot him. Yeah. He shot him and he let the rest go. That was, yeah, that was the thing. At least he shot him. Yeah. Yeah, man, that movie, Black Hawk Down's great. There's a couple of very Black solid Hawk. movies, but uh, mm-hmm. Stephen Crover Ryan's the most realistic, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Well, you have, have you have you are you trained? Have you done, experienced combat? Yeah, I wasn't in. There was no war while I was there, but I was uh, uh, stationed in the West Bank. I don't know if you're familiar with it. I don't know. I don't know if you've heard of it. I'll send you some some very interesting videos if you're interested in kind of being more educated on what's happening there. 
I, I have some content about it. I'm what I'm really trying to do, and I am so confident that if I can meet with them, they'll give me the opportunity. Uh, Joe Rogan, he have you heard of Ben Shapiro? Of course. Okay, so Ben was on Joe's tail is just wagging. So Joe, yeah. it's no worries, bro. Just let her, let him or her hang. So, so Joe, uh, Joe had been on a second or third time recently, and towards the end of the episode, he asked Ben if he would come on and do a segment on just the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and debate someone on the other side. So he said, "Yeah, sure, I'll do it." So if I can meet with Joe, I'm really confident I can sell him because. Ben is, you know, he's been in America. He knows a lot. I mean, he's very knowledgeable on the subject. He actually did a whole video on the entire history up until this point. And I, since I was in the army, I, I was on the ground experiencing what actually happened. And I, my whole philosophy on it is a lot more simple than everyone makes it as complicated and complex as it is, uh, which we can go into another time unless you actually want to talk about it. But it's a whole, you know, total rabbit hole situation. But I've done some content on it. I wanted to debate somebody on the other side and I want to go on Joe Rogan and talk about it because I think my perspective is something that very few people actually hear. And I think I can articulate it in a very, very good way. Uh, I also, have you heard of Patrick that David value Uh Yeah. I have. Yeah. So he has a podcast too. I want to discuss it on his podcast as well. So that, I mean, those are big shots, but if I, like those are big chances, but if I can get, if I can get on their podcast, I mean, dude, it'll do wonders for my podcast. Oh, dude, wonders for you in general. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jordan that's something Peterson. I really, huh? You heard of Jordan Peterson? Oh, I love Jordan Peterson, man. Oh, he's he's a he's a professor on University of Toronto. Yeah, yeah he's and, Canadian. And a couple couple of videos went viral of him just talking and uh, you know debating different things, and that led to him being on different shows and podcasts. And now look at him, man. Yeah, he's tremendous. His his Michaela's getting a lot of smoke now, though. I don't know if you hear about it at all. Is that the daughter? Michaela's the daughter. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not too sure. Getting a lot of smoke because there's you're you're a very worldly guy. I can already tell. You know, you've heard of the red pill community, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So there are definitely a lot of things I agree with on it, but you know, I, I'm in, I'm very interested in like male and female psychology, but the whole thing of Basically, Michaela was married to this guy. I love how we went so off topic and it's fine. I'm cool with it if you're cool with it. You're just vibing. I don't, the thing I, I heard, so there's this guy, I forget what his name is. I follow him. He has a pretty big podcast and he, he said something that really stuck with me. He said, a lot of podcasters don't do well in the long run because they think of podcasts as an interview. So what the host does is the host just asks questions, stares into space, and the, the, the guest is sitting there answering questions. It's supposed to be a conversation. It's supposed to be a natural flowing conversation. And that's what people actually want to hear. Okay. Um, and, and that's what I've been doing naturally. Like I, I like to have some, some questions prepared in advance, but I'm not going to sit there and read off some, some teleprompter asking you, well, so uh, when you were 17, did, did, did you like or not like the cake? Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. No, it's I agree fully. Yeah, same way when I, when I host mine. Super organic flow. Uh, yeah, way. I have no doubt. I have no doubt. Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'm gonna check out some of your some of your content now. Yeah, please do. Yeah, I'm not a bit. I'm not a big realtor yet, but I, it would be a pleasure to to be on there at some point. You are a big realtor. Just the time oh, hasn't come up yet. I like it. Appreciate you, bro. I so yeah, man. I mean, that's the story. I um. Yeah, I'm stoked to get on these podcasts. The podcast, I started the podcast around the same time as, as real estate. So I've uh, 
I love it, man. I'm so passionate about it. I have a, an editor in Pakistan. He does all, all the editing for me. Smart. 75 episodes to date. Wow. Good yeah, for you, man. Ne- never missed a week since I started. I've been consistent the entire time. It's amazing. So once a, on, one a week? One a week, yeah. And is it, uh, you have audios as well, audio versions? Yeah, it's it, all the audio platforms, you know, Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, yeah. it's all on there. Uh, I promote YouTube the most. That's what cool. I want. That's really what I want to grow the most. But I, obviously, I want to grow all of them. But I've had some big people on, man. If you scroll through, you'll, you'll see some big people. I had Muhammad Ali's ex-wife. My friend met wow. her and introduced us. She came with a bodyguard. Then I interviewed the bodyguard because the bodyguard is like a celebrity bodyguard. He's done. Um, he's done. He's interviewed some big people, man. Yeah. <laughs> very, very, very cool. Great. He's Grant Cardone. He's, he's been his bodyguard. With, with the lockdown, though, Marina told me you guys are still pretty restricted. Like there's still not too much you guys can do in terms of shop in terms not shopping out uh, restaurants and yeah like it's it's just like the same song and dance it's just a cycle it's just we open up everyone it's it's one extreme to the next you have right now we're in one extreme where we're locked out so you know um essential shopping you can do like you can go obviously get groceries stuff like that you can't you can eat at a restaurant we have to be outside we're experiencing minus 20 degree weather and snowstorms right now um minus 20 celsius right uh so these patios have like you know they're tented they have heat these restaurants are trying to survive but it's just super hard in the dead of winter so that if you want to experience a restaurant that's pretty much all you can do you can't go out can't but do real quick like bro the heating costs must be astronomical because the, these these tents don't have these tents don't have proper um not ventilation why, why am i brain farting help me out here Pro- yeah insulation uh, to keep to keep it all in I keep the warmth in so they're just blowing their money on heating costs to to keep these places open i imagine the hospitality industry is just taking a beating um and i feel bad for all these business owners like a lot of my friends of mine and it's just like you know but as soon as toronto opens then it goes to the other extreme where everyone's raging like people are flooding restaurants flooding clubs flooding venues um i think we're going to open up to half capacity on the 31st of January. So venues will be allowed 50%, which is perfect because my birthday is next weekend. Oh, nice, man. My birthday just passed. Nice, man. Cool. When was yours? Uh, 22nd. Oh, very cool. So fellow Aquarius? Yep. Me too. Awesome. I'm the fifth. (laughs) Bro, this shit's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of weird, eh? How old old are you? 28. 28. Okay, so you're 93. 94. 94. Okay, I'm, I'm 92. So I'll be 30 next next week. Wow, man. That's you're crazy. Young. That's awesome. You're killing it. You're young. It's fantastic. Yeah, I started. Yeah, I mean, cool. yeah. That's great, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm Campoli. You, I guess you're obviously Italian. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm half and half. I'm a pizza bagel. I'm an Jew, Italian Jew. So. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And New York, New York and Toronto, very similar. Very similar vibes. Very similar demographic. Um, very similar way of life, I'd say. Have you ever been? I've been there years ago. I, I was there for a very short trip. It was cool. I don't remember any of it, to be honest. But it was nice. Yeah, they're both cold as shit. They're both quite liberal. They're both very serious about lockdowns and mandates. Yeah, they're, they're, they're very similar. Very similar. And then Florida so, is a whole mean, other animal. I, yeah. And it's just, you know, we, I, I've been to, I, we just came back from Mexico. Like, you know, if you travel and you get out there, like, we have the whole vaccine passport thing here too. It's just, 
Um, you know, now they're saying that if you want to go shop at the liquor store or buy cannabis, you need to have, be vaccinated, which makes no sense. Like you have to be healthy to go and buy Unhealthy. things that are going to destroy your health, you know? Um, yeah. Oh, so you're, so you're pretty anti-bud. You're pretty, I'm, you're pretty anti-weed then it sounds like. No, I love weed, but I'm just okay. saying like, it just, just generally speaking, like, right. It's paradoxical. In order to do, yeah. It's just, it's just, it just doesn't make a lot of it just doesn't make sense. You know I mean, like we can't leave the country. We can't travel if we don't have the double vax. Um, and, uh, you know, just all these things. Like I, I'm not a political guy at all. I do what I got to do. I keep my head down. I, I, I do what I got to do for myself, here, yeah. but it's been two years of this now. And um, I've seen friends suffer. I've seen businesses shut down. I've seen buddies dreams die. And uh, you know, then you have places like, florida and other parts of the world that are completely open and operating and life is is closer to normal so it's sad man it's sad the suicide rates are insane here because wow, um, it's, it's a dark it's a dark gloomy place right people are like the, the depression like i've never i'm not gonna lie i kind of experienced it last year myself for the first time in my life i'm the most positive guy in the world you know i'm i'm fantastic now but um you know a lot of my friends are are in, in, in dark places, like there's just nothing to do. There's everything's just the same thing. There's nothing that's exciting anymore. And so it, more so than just like, you know, yeah, the politics behind it, it's just such a big shot to people's mental health. And it's sad to see, like, I'm blessed to be in this business where things are booming. So, I mean, from, you know, a standpoint of being, you know, successful in, in what I'm doing, I'm super grateful uh, because I see, you know, very close friends of mine who are losing their shirts and, uh, you know, having to shut down just because of what now, you know, I feel like let's just, let's just live with it. Let's move on and kind of. It's totally it pointless, but... dude. It's totally pointless. It, it's, yeah. done, it, it's gotta be done already. And then they came out with this ridiculous, yeah, that's the that's they the came thing. out this ridiculous epiphany. Now I love this. They, they make it like this was some grand idea. Reports show or scientists have discovered that, uh, Natural immunity may be more effective than the vaccine. Really? It's brilliant. I, I didn't, I had no idea. This is going to be one of those things where 10 years from now, we look back at it and all these things start coming out. And, you know, it's either we laugh about it or we're like, oh, I told you so. Right. Living through it right now, it's just, you know, there's nothing, not much we can do. Not, not denying that this thing isn't real and it, and it really affects certain people. It definitely does. But, um, you know, it could definitely just be handled a lot different, especially two years in. I get it. If we're just starting out, we're learning. But, you know, there's other area parts of the world we can kind of try and mirror. Um, For sure. But, you know what? There's uh, all I know is I'm able to travel and definitely look forward. I would love to come to Florida soon, kind of in the works right now. Sure, in March. Sure, man. Be, happy, be happy to meet. Be, be nice. Yeah, in, in March, Miami. That's that's kind of. Sounds good, man. My, right now kind of kind of uh thinking about it so are you in like miami miami i'm in the northernmost part of miami i'm in i'm in what's called aventura it's a very nice area okay but it's it's not as crowded as primary miami like uh the city okay. uh miami beach it's just so congested and there's so much tourism there where i yeah. live tourists do come there but it's much more residential it's more of a local place and cool. i just i i'm from new york where everything is so you know 
squashed together. There's so much traffic, so much noise. I like that it's more serene and peaceful where I am. But it's good. It's very close to everything. I, I don't like being in the party. I like being near it. If I want to go, I can go. But it's also less distracting. I don't feel the need to go out on a Tuesday night. During the week, I, I work late. I come home, go to sleep. You know, I, I go to the gym in the morning, done for the day, and that's the end of it. So that's yeah. that's what I prefer. So it's perfect. So yeah, man, when you're when you're in town, uh, it would be it'd be great to grab a drink and you know. Yeah. Awesome. Love that. Oh, absolutely. Well, I'm not against watching Saving Private Ryan. Definitely. I was, I was just gonna say that. You know, I, I might tell somebody he's like, "Hey guys, I'm gonna go watch Private Ryan tonight. You guys go enjoy your night." <laughs> I'm totally down, man. Sounds good. Okay, man. So let's let's uh, let's uh, end it off here. And if there's anything else you wanted to discuss, feel free, man. Um, I mean, what's your target audience? Kind of like a lot of agents. Yeah, so it's mostly real estate. It's mostly real estate related, but it's open to anything. Okay. You, can, you can call it a, cool. a miniature Joe Rogan podcast of sorts. Very cool. Awesome. You so know, I mean, I, just, uh, you know, anyone out there that's uh, maybe in the, in the dumps or, you know, maybe uh, not confident in pursuing their dreams. I mean, there's happiness is always on the other side of fear. You just got to go after it. Network like crazy. Meet the right people walk through every single door that presents itself and you're just, you're bound to succeed if you're just open-minded and, and uh, conscious of all the opportunities around you. Um, success is inevitable. So that's kind of the message I want to love to leave this off with. It's a fantastic advice, man. Thank you. It's good Very for well. me. It's good for me to have as well as a new agent. So I appreciate that, bro. Well, now we got, we got a little, we got a little romance now. So, you know, I'm always, I'm always absolutely here absolutely yeah. it's it's really funny it's really funny like how many things yeah it's it yeah it happens Crazy. sometimes Crazy. yeah yeah but listen bro it is what it is so that's cool okay so uh bro thanks for coming i appreciate you joining the show matt and uh, absolutely looking forward to keeping in touch you know now, now that we're now that we're buddies looking forward to staying friends and uh of course when you're here let me know i honestly don't plan on making a trip to canada if I do, I'll oh. let you know, but I don't really think I'm going right to do that. <laughs> yeah, not anytime soon, man. Yeah. Uh, but yes, guys, make sure to follow him on social media. Do you have any other platforms? Obviously, uh, uh, he's the host of the Price to Sell podcast. You can check yeah. it out on YouTube. He has the link uh, in his bio on Instagram. I'm going to post, my, my editor is going to pull up, you know, the uh, pictures or videos of, of the actual podcast and Instagram page. Uh, any okay. other things, websites that you want to, anything else? Um, no, it's pretty much it, man. I also have like a more of just like a, uh, general podcast, uh, motivational, inspirational with, um, it's called it's simple podcast. I've had that for about two years now. It's uh, doing pretty popular in, in Toronto. So, um, anyone out there just looking to see, you know, different interviews of different, different people of different backgrounds, walks of life, um, how, how they've made it, their stories, that podcast will be catered to you. You have that on YouTube as well. Yeah, we're on every every platform. And then on um, if you're a realtor and just want some, you know, strictly real estate advice from some of the top agents in my province called, called Ontario, uh, check out the Price to Sell podcast. A ton of golden nuggets in there. And, um, you know, just able to pick pick apart what these agents are doing and how, how what the tools are using to succeed. And some really good information on there as well. So that's it awesome man okay guys make sure to subscribe like share smash the like button smash the like button leave a comment and uh, we'll see you in the next episode
Thank you.